Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen to the Ask Brian Radio Show on CHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Good to have the entire crew back. Wow, wow, wow. Well, every week we have a show on business where we either introduce you to a new business concept or we try to teach you something about business or speak to a business founder. Sometimes all three. But that's what the Ask Brian Radio Show is all about. We've been doing that for over seven years. We're not just on AM, FM radio, but we also have a podcast. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> is that funny, Tracy? <laughs> no, it's fabulous. That's why I was laughing. It's fabulous that we have a podcast. Everyone, everyone yeah, should have a podcast. They should. Everyone should. <laughs> I think everyone should have a podcast, too. I want to have three or four, I think. I got so many different categories to talk about. But anyway, today, today... <laughs> Everybody wants to know why our show is called Ask Brian, A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N. Why is it spelled with an E? So Tracy is our resident expert in E's. Tracy, there's <laughs> one reason why Ask Brian is spelled with an E. Well, I can give you many reasons, but our number one reason is because of our exceptional engineer, Jen. Yay! Uh, Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> See, I haven't been gone that long that I didn't remember who the number one is. That's right? true. That she knows where to take, start. Yes. <laughs> got to take care of your people unless they're Peter, and then you don't have to. Um, <laughs> oh, so, oh, that is not <laughs> empathetic. What happened to empathy, Miss? <laughs> yes, empathy is one of our E's that you're normally not familiar with. So good job on catching that one. <laughs> well, that's because I'm an extrovert, which is another E. Oh my gosh, and yes, you are. And I had to really hold my tongue when you said you you had a lot to say for more podcasts. I was going to say <clears throat> a lot of hot air, but who's counting? <laughs> I feel a lot of wealth in this group. So, yeah, I know a lot about hot air. All right. Well, back to our E's that actually are important and that, well, not that the other two weren't important, but probably I think our most important one is all about our experts, because as you introduced the show, this radio show, podcast, all the above is all about supporting our entrepreneurs. And we do that through our experts that we have on our show. And today is no exception. Ooh, that's a new E, no exception. And with the whole concept well, of the an negative expert, for an exception, what is the negative for an exception? No, you said you're not, you, not an expert. Anyway, go ahead. No, I said today's expert is no exception. He is absolutely super qualified for this role. And we define expert status as anyone who has spent at least 10,000 hours working in their niche or business category. And by doing so, the average calculation would indicate that that would take approximately five years based on 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, because who's going to take a vacation? But then again, who's going to work only 40 hours if you're a startup? But anyway, our experts well exceed that. And we're here to educate you so that we can shortcut your learning curve and that you can have 
multiple takeaways and tactical action items and lots of insights on how to grow and scale your business. So without enthusiasm, we don't even have a show, right, Peter? Because I know one of your favorite E's is associated with enthusiasm. Excitement! <laughs> okay, yeah, I missed that. I just, I, I, I missed that. Because I forgot to turn my volume down. Normally, if I've been on the show every week, I will remember to turn my volume down. Did not do that today. So apparently, I missed it literally. So we have such an amazing guest today that I don't want to tie up any more of our time. But there is one more E that at least I love so much. And that's from that, not only the play, the Broadway play, not only the movie, but it was Grease Lightning Lightning. is... Well, Grease Lightning is, but so are we, electrifying. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, now, if our guests, not only our guests, but all our listeners haven't said, oh my God, why am I listening to this crap? There's so many other things I could have done. Why am I not listening to my YouTube? Well, we have an exceptional guest. All right. Wayne, are you there? Are you still around? I am. All right. Hopefully, we're going to hear you all. Yeah. <laughs> So first, we just want to start a little bit about your background and get into your new product, which is really, really exciting. A lot of people are talking about it, and I I really want to get a really good understanding of that. So I don't want to discuss too much, but you have quite an exceptional background. I just want to quickly go over your background. I know you've been uh, in many, many countries and done a lot of brands. What are some of the brands that you've done? Well, I've been blessed. The Lord has blessed me. I've been able to work with some great brands. From the California region, E&J Gala Winery, to Snapple, to Gatorade, to Sobe Beverages, to Pepsi, to Starbucks Frappuccino, to Mike and Ike Candies, and ultimately at Welch's, Welch's Grape Juice. All top five consumer brands. Everybody knows them. Yeah, absolutely. And then what is Fruit Smart? I know I noticed somewhere that you did something for Fruit Smart. What is that? Yeah, so I was the president at FruitSmart. FruitSmart is a fruit processing company based up in eastern Washington where they grow 70% of all the apples in the United States, 50% of all the Concord grapes, a large number of the pears, over 50% of all the blueberries and raspberries. And we would take all that product and convert that into juice or puree or something of that nature. They're the second largest apple processor in the United States. And now you have this, this new business. So, first of all, Explain to people what this new business is. I know the product's called HydroShot or something like that. What, mm-hmm. is, what is this new business? Well, a couple of years ago, before I took on the role at FruitSmart, my career had moved on and I was working from startups that didn't work out. So I started to evaluate what I have done in my career and what worked and what didn't work. And what I realized is I launched brands. I've launched brands physically in 67 different countries, are building market leadership positions around the world with those great brands that we've talked about. The Lord has been very good to me, giving me that type of a career. So I came to the conclusion that what I do is launch beverage brands. So from there, you have to understand what beverage, what target consumer. Well, at that time, I was 61, and I said, well, what targets me? What focuses on the 55-plus crowd? The 55-plus crowd is very different today than it was 20, 30 years ago. They're healthier. They're more active. They're more engaged. They have more income than, than, than years past. So 
we took a look at that and we started to ask consumers questions. What's preventing you from living your life to the fullest? And we got some answers back. One, Number one was money. I can't do anything about that. But the next four were things that we could do something about with product. And that's what we did. So we then took that information and crafted a range of products around that to help the consumer that 55 plus help them live their life well. HydroShot came about because as we were doing the fundraise to launch the, the four products that I just mentioned, we were introduced to this product made by H2 Beverages, Kurt Rutman, the owner of H2 Bev. They were the ones that had developed this intriguing and really very strong product. So it did things that we couldn't do with some of the products that we made. And therefore, we entered into a marketing partnership with them. And we were relaunching that brand to help bring that to the 55 plus consumer across the country. So that's the journey, if you will. And the Hydroshot, is that like a, a Red Bull, a Monster? What, what exactly is Hydroshot? Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. It is a functional beverage. And, and what that means is that the ingredients inside provide an added value benefit other than just the great taste of the product. In our case, we have a variety of B vitamins and, and a little bit of caffeine, about a cup of coffee worth of caffeine. But the real two key ingredients are hydrogen water, which has over a thousand different studies showing the benefits of hydrogen water. And the other one is an amino acid called L-citrulline. And when L-citrulline combines with other amino acids in the body, it produces nitric oxide. So that's the key ingredient right here. Nitric oxide, when it was discovered, when I first heard the story, I thought nitric oxide. I thought the Fast and Furious movie, right? Vin Diesel and his team, they, they were having their race, they hit the NOS, and they would just sh you know, shoot out there, right? That's what I thought. But really, interestingly enough, nitric oxide is naturally occurring in the body. And when it was discovered, it actually won the Nobel Prize for medicine. That's how important the discovery and the impact of what nitric oxide can do. So that was very critical. What nitric oxide is, it's a short-lived gas, but what it does is it helps signal and control your circulatory system. It helps what's known as vasodilation, and that is the relaxation of your arteries and veins. And when they relax, they widen. And when they widen, that allows more blood to flow through your circulatory system. And there are just numerous benefits from um, increased blood flow through the body. And we'll talk about that later. Well, let's just go quickly over a couple of small points here, right? So, first of all, when you say hydrogen and water, okay, mm -hmm. I mean, I know that water is H2O, so obviously it's got two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. So, what is hydrogen and water? Hydrogen water is, it's, it's just more hydrogen, so it, it goes from H2 to, it just has a super higher level or concentration of hydrogen in the product. And what that has been able to you know, some of the research shows it has benefits on exercise and recovery. It has benefits in your digestive system. Hydrogen water has also been known to help promote just overall health and well-being. So there's just natural benefits for hydrogen water. And you're seeing a lot of hydrogen waters coming out into the marketplace today. Is that, is, does that have like a, a higher pH, like a pH 9 or something? Or, no, or has no. No, no, okay. no, no, it doesn't. No, See, that's the beauty of hydrogen. Hydrogen has no polarity, right? There's no positive or negative. It's just there. It's also the lightest known 
chemical and, and uh, chemical is not the right word, but uh, that mineral, uh, you know, it's the lightest gas in the world known to mankind. It's just very light. But the benefits that hydrogen helps bring are very important to the body. And, and what about uh, L-citrulline? Is that a, L-citrulline. Uh, is it like a vitamin? Yeah. No, it's, it's an amino acid. And it naturally occurs in the body. It's already in your body. What we've been able to do and what Kurt uh, was able to do is was to secure uh, a product that's very clean, very clear, uh, very safe, and add that to the product. And then when it adds up with other amino acids in the body, that's what then creates the nitric oxide. And well, I, I don't want to get too much into a science ball here. Um, right, right. But so when you say increased blood flow, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things, you know, is it 100% circulatory? Are any other benefits besides circulation when you say increased blood flow? Well, when you have an increased blood flow, you're getting more oxygen and more nutrients to the body, to the organs within the body. But you're also flushing the toxins out, right? So it's a very good antioxidant as well in that sense. And that's hydrogen and, and nitric oxide both work as antioxidants. So you're getting more of the good stuff, right? The nutrients, the oxygen and getting rid of some more of the bad stuff. When that happens, it has a lot of different benefits. In our case, it's particularly helpful in the brain. The brain, although only 7% of total body weight, contains 17% of the blood that goes flows through the body. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's twice what it's what normally should be, if you will, right? The brain takes a lot of oxygen to work, takes a lot of blood to work. The more oxygen you get to the brain, the better it operates. So in our case, our product has been shown, and most people report feeling a little bit more focused, having a little bit more clarity in just their overall thinking. And that's really important because, as you all know, everybody struggles with brain fog at some point or another. And this product really helps clear through the brain fog. And for the 55-plus community, that's particularly a big issue. They've uh, told us back when we did our research. So that's one of the primary benefits, right? The other benefit is, of course, is by getting more oxygen to your organs, to your muscles, it enhances recovery speed because you're, you're getting rid of some of the lactic acid that builds up after exercise and you're bringing more oxygen and nutrients in. It just speeds up the recovery time. So those are the two critical benefits. There are many more, but those are the two primary benefits of increased blood flow. Now, now Kurt Rotman owns... Hydroshot, and you're just the, you're the marketing company for that. Is that correct? Correct. H2 Beverage is the name of the company that that Kurt owns. Mm-hmm. Do they make any other products besides Hydroshot, or that's the only one? They're developing some new products, but uh, right now that's it. And so your your job is to get these into what into store shelves or online Amazon. What's your role? Right. Our role is to help build awareness, trial and then ultimately the sale of the product to the consumer. It's all online at this point in time at the company website. Eventually, we hope to be launching here in Amazon within the next two, three months. But right now, it's available only at uh, www.drinkhydroshot.com. Drinkhydroshot.com. So D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-O-S-H-O-T.com. Correct. And so people can just order it online and it'll be shipped out directly to them. Now, uh, does HydroShot have any competitors? There are lots of functional beverages out there. 
a lot of energy drinks as well. Energy drinks are known for giving you energy and maybe clearing through the brain fog. That is true. But in terms of its specific functionality and ingredient base, the answer is no. Uh, but there are other players that claim to do similar things. And I, and I would argue, you know, with a, a, an energy drink that's normally known like a Monster or a Celsius or a Rockstar or whatever, those are heavy caffeine plays. And it's an imposition of that caffeine. It's 160, 170 milligrams, 200 milligrams of caffeine imposed. You consume it and it comes into your system. With HydroShot, it's a big difference. Yeah, there's about a cup of coffee, about 70 milligrams of caffeine, so much less than traditional energy drinks. But it's with the nitric oxide and the L-citrulline that produces the nitric oxide. What it's doing is it's working naturally with your body to produce that brain clarity. And because we have research that demonstrates that that brain, that blood flow, it goes on for over 10 hours, that increased blood flow for over 10 hours, and that brain clarity that comes with that, you really feel energized, but it's a natural type of sustained energy. You don't get that crash after you run out of the, the caffeine that comes with, with an energy drink or something like that. What's, what's its half-life or duration? Because obviously, does that mean I have to have one a day or what? Well, we recommend one a day. And the reason why we recommend one a day is our research has also indicated that the more times you consume the product, there are the, the benefits grow. They layer on top of each other. So, for example, your brain produces energy. That's part of the, you know, when you've got your nerve endings firing and your synapses firing and memory and, and whatever it is you're doing. What we've been able to show is a huge difference between day one and day four of product usage. And your brain is working on much, let's call it, they're working on all cylinders day four, day five. Now, it'll be different for every person, right? It's not, you know, you may be different than me in terms of how long it takes, but we're seeing benefits grow over time with regular usage. And that's why we say take the 12-day challenge. You can go to the website, you can take the 12-day challenge. And the reason why we say that is because, you know, you're different than I am. Maybe four days for you. Maybe one day for me. But everybody is different. So that's why we recommend take the 12-day challenge and see. Anyway, Tracy, who her famous word, while I'm an E person, she's a P person for pivot. Tracy, yeah. you're on. Go ahead and pivot. So I am going to pivot, but I'm also going to piggyback, being a P, <laughs> on your question that you asked around the competitors. And I know that the the beverage industry is a highly competitive market. And so I wanted to ask you about if you have any specific tricks or action items that you can share. And, and if you're launching a brand, how do you compete in a highly saturated market? So thank you for asking. You know, I've had, as I mentioned earlier on, the great benefit of launching brands throughout the world. In many cases, we were the second or third product in, in that particular category. And I would say there were two critical things to truly understand in order to really drive a successful launch in a marketplace. First and foremost, you really need to understand the core value of your target consumer. You really need to get to that psychological point of view about and try to understand what do they think about themselves? Nike is a prime example about that. They, they have their slogan, just do it, right? 
Well, that's what the people who buy Nike believe. They just they just go out and do it. They're not going to wait. They're just going to go, right? So there are several other great brands that, that exhibit that real strong understanding of the consumer. So you really need to understand what that consumer believes about themselves and then message accordingly to really make your brand relevant and authentic to that consumer. You don't have that core three or four word value statement of what that consumer believes about themselves. It's going to be tough to get that brand started. That's really important because that drives messaging, it drives how you market and so forth. The second critical thing that I would say is you need to understand the current market dynamics. Where are your competitors playing? What are they doing? What are their core marketing and sales principles? When you understand that, then I suggest you do something what I call the Kobayashi Maru. So if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll know the reference to the Kobayashi Maru. It was in the very first group of movies with William Shatner. It was the second one on the Wrath of Khan where it came up. And in a new uh, one with Christopher Pine, it was in the first one. The Kobayashi Maru was a test that every Starfleet commander had to take. And everyone up until our hero, Captain Kirk, failed. Captain Kirk actually won the Kobayashi Maru. When they was asked how, he said, well, I reprogrammed the computer. And everybody said, no, no, you cheated. You cheated. They can't. That's not right. He said, no, no, no. I didn't. I still had the chance to lose. All I did was give myself a chance to win. And here's what I mean by that, is when you understand your competitors and what's their go-to-market strategy, what's their go-to-consumer strategy, what is their marketing messaging, what kind of distribution system are they using, you need to find that, you know, understand that's the game they're playing. And then play a different game. Play a game you can win. So I'll give you a prime example. I was launching... Sobe Adrenaline Rush, which is an energy drink in Russia. At the time, this was, you know, many years ago, 20 years ago, Russia was, it was still in the early days of the energy drink phenomenon. Red Bull was in the marketplace, dominant player in the marketplace, but their primary go-to-market strategy was go to the clubs, where you would drink it with vodka, Red Bull and vodka. That's what they would do. So we and our team, it was a Pepsi team, we went and we paid, all right, we're going to give you $10,000 for distribution in this club. Only to go back the next week and find out Red Bull paid him fifteen thousand. We were never going to win that battle because that was core to their right. We just weren't going to win that. So we said, okay, what can we do that we can win? Well, Pepsi's very strong on the ground, very strong on retail distribution in terms of display activation, getting product on the shelf, and what have you. So we really ramped up our efforts on that. Their marketing communication was the same twenty years ago that it is today. So those cartoons that say, give you wings. So we came out with a TV ad that was filmed in Russia by a Russian director, which had a lot of merit back then, but it was just all about energy, right? If you're familiar with a sport called parkour or free running, that's where you use, you know, basically your city as a, as a jungle gym. And then we put on some very heavy metal rock music from a German band called Rammstein, and it just shouted energy. And we went from number three to number one with a 50% share of the market within three weeks because wow. that communication resonated with the consumer. And that, again, is all about understanding what the Kobayashi Maru is. Play the game you can win. Don't replicate the competitors. 
they've already got their system down. They're already winning. You know, you got to flip the switch, if you will, or take a judo swing, if you will. Play a game you can win. And that's how you build your market out and grow the business. And that's, you know, those are the two critical things in my eyes on building brands when you launch them. Understand that core consumer, how they view themselves. And two, play the game you can win. Well, Tracy, you still have a couple more questions you said before I go back. So you want to continue on? Yes, definitely. So we were talking about how to leverage the brand for competition. And I think that's very incredibly insightful. What are some of the other tips that you could provide to maybe our entrepreneurs that are listening that are just starting on the pathway of building their brand outside of the competitive angle, which I think was a great point about playing the game that you can win. But I'm also looking for, you know, our attention span is incredibly short these days and there's so many platform options for social media and everything else. So where would a brand start if they wanted to kick off a brand new product in today's marketplace? How would they start with building that brand? It all starts with the consumer. A lot of entrepreneurs, particularly in the food and beverage industry, they start with the product and then try to make sure it fits the consumer. I would argue the reverse to be the case. Understand what your consumer needs and then build the product around that. So secondly, the other key piece is by understanding the consumer, that will guide you as to what type of social media channels you want to be engaged with. So for example, Hydroshot, we're targeting the 55 plus consumer, but we wouldn't go to TikTok right now because that's more of a younger play. We would focus on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, because that's where the 55 plus consumer goes. So let the consumer dictate to you what's the right social media channel for you to participate in. If you have the wherewithal to do any other types of advertising, the same rule applies. If you want to go on TV, is it one of the legacy channels, ABC, CBS, NBC, or do you want to focus in on some of the niche channels that are really targeted to your consumer? So that consumer understanding is very critical to helping guide what channels you want to utilize and how you want to utilize those channels. At the end of the day, though, word of mouth is still the best policy. If you can get people talking about your product and sharing that online in your Facebook or your whatever channel you have, that can make all the difference in the world. People are becoming more skeptical over the years. They don't trust the institutions or authority. They're looking for people like you and me to tell us about a product. So find and drive those testimonials where you can. Well, and I think too, you know, if you could share some insights, because a lot of the companies that you work for are really big brands. And with that, mm -hmm. typically comes big budgets for research and tracking consumer habits and specific platforms to focus on for social media. What if you're an independent business and you want to start, do the right research, right? What are some options for that? Oh, Just putting that on the Super Bowl, that's real cheap. Yeah, no. yeah, seven seven million dollars cheap. Yeah, that 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 indie new startup would. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. But you know, you ask a great question because what do you do with a startup when you don't have the money? But I would tell you there are a tremendous amount of free resources that you could reach out to. There are the industry newsletters, the industry daily 
newspapers, uh, mag- digital magazines, and so forth, that have a tremendous amount of product information, ingredient information, consumer insight information, trend information. So again, I'm coming from the food and beverage industry. So it'd be like Food Digest, Food Daily, Food and Beverage Magazine, Beverage Industry Magazine. They all have digital editions, most of them daily or weekly, depending on which one. But they've, they're loaded with consumer insights because they're looking for content. So they're letting companies help provide content to them saying, hey, here's what the trends are that we see from an ingredient standpoint, or here are the trends that we see from a consumer standpoint. So start there. They're free. Just take a look. Secondly, talk to your friends and family. Talk to the consumer. Just go out there and talk to them. Go to a grocery store. Go to a convenience store. And just go to the aisle where you want to be and see people come in and just ask them a question. Cost you nothing but time, right? The insights you can gain from being in the store asking those types of questions are invaluable. You can also do a survey, like a survey monkey or something of that nature. You can find low-cost product consumer research companies that can do a research project. We did our research. It was $5,000 to do all that research that we had on the consumer, getting those insights that we talked about. At the end of the day, that's not a lot of money for a startup. So those people, those organizations exist. So take advantage of the free stuff. Go out there and do your own groundwork and then fulfill, fill that with, you know, a low cost survey monkey or a consumer researcher that can do some of that research for you. Well, really quick question is we talked a lot about the research and, and getting in touch with our customers, but one of the things I don't want to leave without talking about is how important it is for a brand to have alignment on their vision and their values. And I just wanted to, in like two or three sentences, see if you can summarize why that's important and how to do that. Right. So for most entrepreneurs, you're going to be working with partners, whether that be a co-manufacturing partner, a distribution partner, a broker partner, you're going to be working with partners. And my experience is very, very clear. If you do not share the same vision as to the potential of the product in the marketplace, and if you do not share the same values in terms of how you're going to work together, it's going to fail. And the reason why it's going to fail is because you're going to spend more time managing the relationship than managing the business. And your focus needs to be on the business, not the relationship. So one of the most critical things right from the get-go is align on the vision. What you and your partner, what do you see for that potential of that business? What do you see for how you're going to go work the market? How are you going to communicate to the consumer? Align on that vision and then align on the values. Not values of doing it ethically. Yes, you want to do it ethically. I'm talking about how you work together, how you communicate together. What's the cadence of that kind of communication? Those things are critical because if you're managing the relationship, your eyes off the ball, and your eye as an entrepreneur needs to be on the ball. That's the business itself. Uh, such a great point. And I will just piggyback on that by saying that also goes for the employees and the team members that you have yeah, to yeah. have to make Absolutely. sure that their vision and values are aligned because you will spend more time managing the internal relationships than the business. So that's you're just exactly my, my right. tip. <laughs> no, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So speaking of managing relationships, I know that our audience, fans, and followers are absolutely going to want to continue this conversation with you. You've been incredibly insightful. What is the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they would like to connect? 
Sure. So probably through my email, which is W. Lutomsky. That's W-L-U-T-O-M, as in Mary, S-K-I, at WNDYINC.com. That's the company website. WNDY, by the way, stands for We're Not Dead Yet. Uh, we're still playing. It's such an amazing acronym. And yeah. so with that email address, since it is a little bit difficult to spell, and we know some people might just be in mm-hmm. that horrible traffic in uh, L.A. today. So we are going to have that and all of the resources and tips that you provided in the show notes for our podcast. And if you haven't already and you're listening and you're like, oh, my gosh, didn't know you had a podcast. Well, guess what? We do. And it is the Ask Brian podcast. And, of course, that's spelled A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N, Ask Brian podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And we will have, like I said, resource links and your contact info and everything in the podcast show notes and just really super appreciate you being on the show with us. Peter? Well, we've got in 30 seconds or less, which is really a nine minute uh, question, your biggest challenge in life. Biggest challenge in life is balancing it all. Managing my spiritual life, my faith life is very important to me. Managing my family. I have three kids, five grandkids now, 37 years married, and then managing the business. That's the challenge. But it's been a great one, and I loved every minute of it. And we've loved every minute having you on our show. Oh, thank you. Unfortunately, please uh, visit drinkhydroshot.com. That'd be great. Thank you. (laughs) All right. You listen to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Over and out. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.